Real quick before we start the show, just wanted to let you guys know you can get the show two days early by joining our Patreon. Even for a buck, you can listen to the show two days early. Go to patreon.com slash analog talk and we got a bunch of stuff over there. Check it out and uh, yeah, enjoy the episode. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Analog Talk, a film photography podcast. I'm your host, Tim. I'm Chris. And on today's show, we have Alistair Ann. Hi, Alistair. Hi, it's so good to be here. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us. We're excited to chat. But for our listeners who may not know who you are, can you give us a background introduction on who you are and how you get into photography? Sure. I, I feel as though every story is a long-winded story, but um, but yeah. It, let it out, of, let it out. Tell us the long version. <laughs> this, is, this is the real deal. Um, yeah. No, so I, uh, I actually, I started in um, fashion design. That was kind of my goal in life was was to be a fashion designer. So um, kind of looking through magazines and, and seeing visuals, I was just immediately drawn towards the clothing. And so that started in, I would say probably when I was 13 or 14. So it was just, I, my sights were narrow and it was all about design. So then, I don't know, it kind of, photography was always there. Uh, my dad had mm. a Pentax, and um, so he always enjoyed taking photos. But again, it was just a hobby for him. So he kind of gave it to me in high school, and uh, that was just for a photography class when um, when we still had dark rooms. And uh, <laughs> right, <laughs> it was a good feeling. But um, yeah, it just kind of evolved into this escape rather than something that I would ever think to do as a profession or trade. And yeah, it just kind of was always sitting there on the sidelines. And then uh, I applied for college for fashion design and um, it ended up being a fitum for major in design and in illustration. And so I kind of went with the Pentax and uh, this shitty digital camera that was just kind of a point and shoot for me. And then um, it would turn into projects would need photos. And um, uh. so I would just do it as favors for friends in class. And then um, because I was just kind of uh, exploring the city, but just had no excuse to get out, I would just take my camera with me. And, and I always loved music. That was kind of the trail along the way too. And I would just see bands from MySpace days that I I really wanted yeah, to see. MySpace oh days. man. Right. <laughs> um, and so there was, uh, there was this band and it, I was just kind of like, do I go by myself and am I brave enough to do it? And um, I just, I brought my camera with me as the excuse. So it kind of gave me purpose to be there and to hide behind something. Um, yep. Yep. And so <laughs> just to be in the corner. And uh, yeah, I mean, really, it was just it was one of those things where I, I went to the show, I enjoyed it and uh, went home and there was the digital, but I sent off to Walgreens, I'm sure, of just the film and got it back and sent it to the band through MySpace. 
and said it was a great show. Oh, and then, so cool. Um, <laughs> so then they said, can we use these photos for, for our page? And um, so I was like, wow, this is bizarre. Uh, while still going to school. And then, <laughs> um, it was just kind of this weird transition. And uh, so they liked the photo and then they wanted to have me photograph them for a promo shoot. And, and they were wow. like, we're broke, but we can buy you dinner as a thank you. And I was like, this is great. Okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, Yo, so we I did love this that. Sh- I love it. <laughs> we did this shoot <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it was just, I, I was, I was elated that they were just so happy with the photos. And so from that, I kind of was on this high and I, I, I still didn't put two and two together. It was just kind of, this is a fun side thing mm-hmm. to do. Um, and then I'm trying to think, I mean, it was just, it was projects. And then, I, I mean, really it was kind of doing that while going to school. I was noticing how difficult and hard it was to um, kind of get a start with fashion. And yet somehow photography was just, it fell into place. It was so easy to to do it and meet people. And yeah, it just, it kind of, switched gears. And, um, I just remember being, um, kind of unhappy with school at that point, but, um, my boyfriend in college, like he was a photographer and so many of my close friends were photographers, but I kind of, I didn't want to be one because so many loved ones were, (laughs) were a photographer and they were so good that, (laughs) that, um, I kind of, uh, didn't or didn't want to go that route. Um, and then uh, it was just kind of the encouragement of just learning how to take photos and, and watching the guy I was dating edit photos and um, seeing that transition of things and being in the studio and kind of helping around. But again, just kind of hands off about it all. But um, I want to say I was finishing my second year in college and just feeling so depleted about it all. And again, from MySpace, uh, it was this musician in Nashville who said, you know, I can't pay you, but maybe you'd want to come to Nashville and photograph behind the scenes of this video. And, um, Uh. and I really liked her. It's, it was just, I remember it was, you know, when you could choose your song on a page and, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was like I remember having having her on my page, but um, oh, I love it! I love it. <laughs> so I'm having flashbacks right now. <laughs> I, was, I was gonna say there's like there's like no there was no better feeling than seeing your photos on a band's MySpace page. Mm-hmm. Like that was like the ultimate high back then. Oh my gosh, yes, and, <laughs> and I, especially of just like the the private messages too, and like the top eights mm-hmm. and and seeing yeah that. the top um, <laughs> eight. Oh my god! <laughs> but, um, I'm right there right now. Right. I'm living it again. <laughs> I miss it so much. Um, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. It was so good. But she, uh, yeah, she was awesome, and um, and I remember calling my mom and and telling her about it, and I just, I, I was so fucking broke that I was just like the realities of me flying out there, not knowing anyone. (laughs) And, um, yeah, she, uh, she would 
you know, buy vintage pieces of furniture and turn around and sell it. And that was just kind of a hobby of hers. And so she was like, you know what, let's figure this out. And so she ended up selling this, uh, like mid-century modern rug. And that was to buy my plane ticket to Nashville. And, um, Oh, I I love it. Yeah. Love moms, you know, (laughs) the best. She was so amazing (laughs) and encouraging about it, but, and it was just kind of like, yeah, why, why not go? And so, yeah, so it was, I booked a, a ticket and it was a friend of a friend who said you could crash on the couch. And it was just such a whim of a thing that, um, I ended up in Nashville and within that week, I think I was looking so much for camaraderie and, um, uh. finding just that group. And I had that in LA, but it was just so vastly different. Everyone was so encouraging about it and, um, mm. and friendly and smiling down the street. It was just like, this is very odd, but fun. And so, yeah, so it was, um, I did the job and within that week I met just so many amazing artists and musicians and just all walks of life. And, um, and then it was the day before I was flying back, I, I called my parents and they just said, this is, I, I want to be a photographer. I, yeah. I'm done with school. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, there it was. Yeah. So they were just like, great. Okay. Pack it up. And um, so I, I packed up my 86 Volkswagen Rabbit and just did a road trip cross country <laughs> yes. and, um, and just kind of said, I'll call myself a photographer and see what happens. Um, and so I, I got here and it was just rent was so cheap. Everything was just so kind of great to trickle into. And, um, within that time, I just went to shows, took pictures. Uh, it, my space was transitioning into flicker more. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> and, um, it was just, suddenly I found people and like-minded people and just really encouraging and inspiring. And, um, so then there was, uh, I want to say it was on Twitter. Um, his name's Charlie Peacock and he had said something on Twitter and I didn't even catch it at first because I thought it was a joke, but, um, he said, you know, I would love to, to meet with you. Uh, please contact me. Let's talk. And I, of course, it was like Twitter and I Googled him and I was just like, wow, he's a producer. He does all of these amazing things. And um, so I just, I remember I was probably in Nashville for about six months at that point. And I met with him and just the sweetest man alive. And he just said, I, you have an eye, you have this gift. And I have these artists that I work with and I want you to photograph them and just like, wow. sign me up. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. The dream. <laughs> Holy cow. Yeah. So, so, um, and it, it's just funny cause I, everyone kind of calls him Charlie from Charlie's angels because he was always kind of <laughs> in the background <laughs> making things happen and connecting people in a, a really gracious way. And that's cool. Yeah. And I, I, I photographed probably a handful at that point. And then he was just, he was like, there's a band that I'm working really closely with. And do you want to take photos of them too? Uh, They're kind of starting out. It's like, sign me up. And that's kind of where it all began, I suppose. Mm -hmm. It was just, 
yeah, I, it, again, it was just kind of, it was too easy. Uh, I, th- I thought there was a catch 22 to it. Yeah. What's the, what's right. the catch? What's You're the like, catch? Right. <laughs> which, which band was that? Uh, the civil wars. So they, mm. Oh man. Wow. The yeah. yeah. So, like, let's keep reeling it back of memory lane. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I was heartbroken when they parted ways. They're so good, but that must've been a, a wild experience. to like photograph their entire journey, I guess kind of from start to finish unfortunately but what was that like i almost want to say it was it was just it was like the little engine that could because mm. it was um i had met them through charlie and he produced the record and it kind of they they gained a name in nashville so quickly and i just remember them being photographed all the time with nashville photographers and it was just like you know, they were amazing. We had a connection. It was so lovely, but, you know, like kind of set them off and, and watch from afar. And, uh, and I remember I had just moved to a new place and I got a text message from a friend of mine and she said, why in the hell aren't you responding? Like, did you open your email? And I didn't have <gasps> Wi-Fi at the house at that time. And it was probably oh, 11 no. o'clock no. at night. And I was like, what do you mean? And she said, check her email right now. And um, she was the wife of the tour manager for them. And she was just like, you, you need to get on this. And it was an email from uh, the label, uh, which was Joy's husband. And he said, you know, we really loved working with you. Uh, would you like to go on tour with us? And we're oh, opening my up for it. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Alistair, I like told I, I told I told Timothy like before he got on, I was like, she has like my dream career. Like yeah. and just hearing how it all, all happened for you is like it's so wonderful. I'm I'm love I love all of this. I, it, it's just it's almost like again, it's like what's the catch? Because it was just too fucking yeah, good yeah, to be yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> wow. But it was yeah, it was it was not only the fact that they said we're going on tour coming out, but also we're going on tour with Adele for her first U.S. tour, and oh, she didn't. Wow. And she didn't Shut break up. at that point. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! I mean, thank God for the Wi-Fi down the street at the the coffee yeah. shop. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> oh. But, um, but no, I mean, it was just it, I got that email and uh and i called because i was almost afraid that they probably offered it to someone else and they oh, said yes mm. before oh my gosh i could feel the anxiety right <laughs> but yeah it was i emailed i called and and i just said please like please let me do this and he said oh yeah you were the only one we had in mind um so oh, well, wow. are you gonna do That's it awesome. will you say yes and I was like, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Let me see. Let me check my schedule, see if I have something else going on. <laughs> like, uh, it was just, it was, it, it happened so fast. It was, uh, I want to say that following week was when the tour bus showed up in Nashville and uh, John Paul, who's based in Muscle Shoals, had driven up. And and this was, this was everyone's first. It was their first tour bus as a band and um and i had Mm. i had like my 5d mark ii that i just got Mm -hmm. and i was still messing around with it and was just kind of even starting to do video because i I just i knew even then it was 
these firsts weren't going to happen again and mm-hmm. and the excitement and for John Paul to smile, which is rare, but when it did, it was just unique, it was magical. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, that was just, it was a whirlwind. We, uh, we did the U.S. tour with Adele and, and suddenly it just, it snowballed. And I, I just, I remember wanting to shoot film um, and being so adamant about that and their willingness to just kind of trust me into taking photos and um, doing Tumblr posts every day to kind of document their daily life. Um, Cause that was kind of before Instagram a little bit or right when it was just mm-hmm. starting. Yeah. So I, again, I would like take my film to Walgreens at that city and then scan it in the bed in the back of the bus. And everyone was just like, <laughs> so chill about it. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. But um but no, it was just, it was kind of this little engine that could, everyone was still learning the roles and, um, and it was just teamwork. Everyone wore so many different hats and, and as things progressed and as the team got a little bigger, um, it's still, I don't know, the core of it was always there. It never felt like it was, um, kind of taken over that creatively they, mm. they stuck with it and they allowed me to kind of run with it too. And I guess that's where the black and white kind of stuck. Was it just yeah. it fit them? And yeah, it, yeah, it was just, it was so much fun. All of it. Was yeah. just, <laughs> that's amazing. It was incredible. Yeah. Oh. You, you must have like some incredible images from that time. Yeah, it, it makes my heart so happy that it's just, there was such a time and place for everything. And again, it was just first that were there, but yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, of course, I I feel like every photographer wishes that they probably took more photos or documented it a little bit more or dialed it in more. But um, Mm -hmm. yeah, I I feel so lucky that they they trusted me with it. But I'll have to show you guys. Yeah. Are you going to do like a like a book? Or anything, or is there a book for them for civil, the Civil Wars? I'll have to find a copy on eBay and send it to you. Okay, <laughs> okay. I was like, there must be something somewhere because it, it yeah, it sounds it like too good not not to be all together in a nice presentation, you know. <laughs> it was. We did a book. Um, I want to say it was probably two years in to a year and a half into their career, and um, yeah, it was just kind of self produced and and we kind of picked the best images of this to tell the story together again it was just like it felt like a camaraderie everyone was just so hands-on about it yeah um yeah the the book was so it was just so much fun and it came out i remember we were still on tour in europe when it came out and we had the copy in front of us and it was just like can't, I can't believe this. Like, it's just. It's like giving me chills over here. <laughs> but no, it was, it was great. It was. How does, how does that all work with, were you guys all involved in the, in the process of making the book or was it kind of your call on photos or was it just like a group, a group effort thing? I feel like it was a group effort thing. I was still shooting Polaroid the Peelaways and and just was so oh, my fave. Oh, I, I dream about those Polaroids of like still getting that film. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> They're so uh-huh. hard to come across now. Um, I know, but I had the the Polaroids um, 
And I, yeah, it was just, it was kind of scanning in and rescanning photos that it was just kind of like new pieces of the puzzle. But I think we all kind of had our favorites or I guess more so the memories attached that created those favorites. And um, uh, okay, yeah, it was, yeah, it was just, it was a wild thing. But yeah, it, it kind of came out and and then the Grammys happened and it just, again, it was just like watching this story unfold. And mm. I think being in it, none of us knew exactly had a grasp on it, but yet we all understood being in it together of, of just the tour and uh, being home that we would still spend time together. It was just kind of, it turned into this family. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's there's just too many good memories and stories with it. Man. Can I ask you a question about your workflow? When you were shooting them, like performing, were you doing a lot of film then or was that mostly digital? I remember that we we needed to have photos go up every day just to kind of tell the story of each show. So I would shoot digital, but um, but film, that was always, I would do the 35 millimeter and kind of hope for the best and It's kind of, it's one of those things too, that it's as much as you love watching a show after a while, it kind of gets, I won't even say repetitive, but there's kind of a box that you live in and how many angles do you get of it. And, um, I just remember, uh, even it was, it was Jack White in an interview who said that he would almost put his pick two feet further away. So he would have to kind of reach a little harder or make it something a little bit different. And I remember holding on to that thinking, well, if I shoot film, it kind of keeps that edge there. Yeah. 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 But yeah, it was, it it was always experimental with them. And um, I just, looking back on that experience, I was just like, who the fuck else is going to be so trusting and willing to let, you know, an artist run with it and <laughs> mm-hmm. kind of yeah. hope for the best. But <laughs> I'm glad you made it a point to to bring the film because a lot of times, especially with you know musicians, need the images like the night of to post for where wherever socials that you are you you know made it a point to to keep your art and bring the film. Yeah, it was. Um, it's it, it's really cool, honestly, to see how film is kind of coming back, especially now. Oh yeah. Of, oh yeah. Um, I, it, it's, I, I don't know. I, I think, and I, I talk about this with friends of mine who also take photos and it's just, it's kind of having digital, it's, it's full control and it's, it's not holding that magic of having to wait and kind of earn something. And, um, mm. yeah, it's, it's really rad to see, yeah. uh, kind of film coming back and just enjoying the process or even just the dark room too. It's just kind of the beginning to end i suppose yeah that's my favorite i love i we talk about it on the show all the time that i'm just like one of those people that has to take it from point a to point b like Mm -hmm. to see i can't i i couldn't imagine handing my photos over to somebody else to develop them or you know like i just i'm maybe i'm a little too hardcore sometimes (laughs) (laughs) does that mean that you you prefer to shoot black and white that you could develop it yourself or did you develop your color and black and white in a dark room yeah yeah i develop it all i mean i don't even since moving i don't have like a a 
dark room anymore. I just kind of use a dark bag and, you know, I'm not doing any printing right now, which is kind of a bummer. Actually, I haven't in the last couple years, but I have all that stuff in storage ready to go for the second I have like a dedicated space to set up my, you know, I think I have two enlargers. I have, I have everything. I have a full dark room. I just need a dark room to put it in. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. But yeah, I, I like to do it all. It's, it's fun. It's just one of those things where it's like, I feel like each step is kind of a bit of the art of it, you know, like I, I like to develop my stuff at a wrong temperature to make it look ugly or, you know, just, I just like that taking it to have all the control. I'm a control freak, basically, is what I'm admitting <laughs> to is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love it. Um, Alistair, I wanted to talk, uh, or I wanted to ask you about, you're also a director, right? How did you transition from stills to movies? God, sometimes I find it hard to, to claim myself as a director because it's, it's, um, it's so vastly different. And I think when the, the mm. digital camera came out that you could do the flip of the switch, it kind of mm. it, right. it yep. made it a little too easy. Um, but no, I just, I, I loved, I loved music videos. I, I just remember again, uh, TRL of just watching these full production yeah. music videos. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, <laughs> I mean, if you guys remember the behind <laughs> the scenes, uh, where the, I mean, yeah. just seeing how those moving parts happened, it was, um, making the video. Yeah. Yeah. So dope. <laughs> um, and, and just like the Britney Spears and NSYNC music videos even. And, um, yeah. it, it was, <laughs> it was just so interesting to me, but, uh, but no, I, I think um, I just I loved I, I love music. I, I that's kind of the number one thread I guess for me is um, always to kind of gravitate towards uh, musicians who have this um, this thought or whether it's a song that they create this story and how can they visually create it? And um, I I always love the process of uh, where they came from to create the song and and I think maybe it was the civil wars that gave me that a little bit of mm, um cool. it was so visually driven their lyrics and and we would do kind of tour diaries and I would always put their songs to it and and it just kind of maybe it was just someone kind of said you should try it and said why the hell not I, let's see yeah. um and yeah it just I tend to uh I know that if it strikes with the song that I can see something that maybe it conveys something really well to them that it fits, but it's, man, they're really fucking hard and I'm still intim- intimidated by it. <laughs> that's like kind of like when I said before, like you, your career is like my dream career. I've, that's like a nut, like one of my like one day, someday bucket lists, like directing a music video for somebody. No way. Well, yeah, come on really board. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> but I definitely learned I love it. that you need to kind of, I, I know that I tend to be more quiet unless I have a camera in my hand. So, um, mm-hmm. so having that taken away and still having to yell out what yeah, you want. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. A little um, different, I can yeah, imagine. Yeah, and um, no, it's it's been a fun process, but yeah, I'm still so insanely intimidated by it. And But I just... I, it's always just so gratifying of having a, a team together that have just mm-hmm. one goal and 
to kind of see the steps come into fruition that, man, it's just so good to have a team on board that everyone kind of has. Yeah. I, sorry. I'm like rambling now. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true, though. Like I, when <clears throat> Nashville is so awesome for that, too, because as I'm sure L.A. is, you know, that's the the heart of the music and movie industry. But Nashville in the last like decade has really, well, even more, probably the last like 15, 20. Well, no, I mean, country music. I keep forgetting about country music because it's been forever in Nashville. But just like the the artistic video, like I worked on a couple music video shoots and kind of was a camera operator and a grip on a bunch of stuff. And then the team, the camaraderie, like you were saying, of the team. And it's just like, it's not like there's one person calling all the shots. It's like, mm-hmm. we're, I, I remember us like standing around. We did, we shot this one music video for Johnny Swim. It's like Donna Summer's daughter and good friends of, of ours and stuff Ooh, like that. Cool. And we, Amazing. I'll have to show you that video. Yeah, I never, I, would love I never, to see that. Mike Rowe here with a few thoughts on my favorite sweatshirt. A classic zip-up hoodie that used to be navy blue but has since faded to what the fashionistas call a distressed indigo. It's 13 years old, soft as a flannel bathrobe, and after a few hundred dirty jobs, demonstrably and undeniably indestructible. This is the kind of sweatshirt girlfriends like to permanently borrow, but I've held on to this one because I got it from American Giant. American Giant makes all their stuff right here in the USA so they can control every link in their own supply chain. That matters, because when you buy American Giant, you not only get great quality, you create jobs for people in factory towns all over the country. No pressure, but if you give a damn about the business of making things in America, you got to support the companies who are doing it right. Go to American-Giant.com slash Mike to get 20% off your first order. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. Yeah, it, it was it, it was so much fun with just like and it was such a small crew. There was probably eight of us. And, you know, that's how awesome technology is these days, too, mm-hmm. that you can shoot a full, like awesome budgeted music video with like a handful of people. And, yeah. you know, at the end of it, we're all like celebrating and like it, it was just it. There's I I love that, too. I've always been a fan of that was kind of my thing. I always wanted to make this like crazy concept music album and do everything for it, like the music videos for each song and the this and the that. (laughs) It's it's one of those grandiose ideas that maybe one day I'll get checked off my list. But I just I I. I, your story is is kind of one of a kind. It's yeah. it's amazing. I I love. I I'm just like sitting here as a fan, like cheering everything yeah. on that you're saying. <laughs> like yes, this is great. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I mean, it's like and all the memories of Facebook and and Twitter and MySpace and it's just yeah. It's I think what is so interesting to see now is how the internet, it's how it can create stories too. I, I know that definitely, obviously yeah. it's like, it's, there's, there's the pros and cons to it, but man, there's still some magical things that can come out of it and just meeting people. Yeah. No, oh, got to get back to Nashville. I yeah. know <laughs> I, in the next couple of years, in the next yeah. couple of years, I'll be back. Yeah. We'll do a music video together. Oh, I would, hey, anytime. I would love it. <laughs> How often are you out in LA, Alistair? Do you, are you like 50-50 with LA and uh, Nashville? 
Yeah, kind of like what Timothy was saying. Um, I so I lived in I lived in Nashville, and when the Civil Wars ended, um, it honestly I it felt like a fucking heartbreak. It was. Oh kind yeah, of a, I could only imagine, man. It was that yeah. first love feeling, and I um, mm-hmm. I honestly I didn't know what to do. I I think um, because it was so sudden, and having kind of the rug. I mean, and and I say this as just a piece of the puzzle, um, but right, right, just it all happened so quickly, and um, and I just remember Nashville kind of representing honestly a dark cloud for a bit, and mm, so I just yeah. I remember just kind of taking the attitude of fuck this and just yeah. go to Europe for a month and reset, and um, and I think that was kind of when Los Angeles sounded appetizing again and really and that's what's so weird about it was I felt like I left Nashville with this broken heart of I I had all this work and didn't know how to move forward from it and uh, black and white was kind of my identity of of that time and and how to photograph differently too Um, and I just remember I had done a photo shoot and left the next day and just kind of bounced around. I lived out of a suitcase. And then I, again, I randomly got a call from, from someone at a label who I had met years ago and there was never a job quite right for me. And he called and Mm. he said, Hey, you know, so there's behind the scenes that needs to be taken for three days. It's going to be in LA and in Malibu. And uh, are you up for it? And I said, great. Okay, cool. He said, okay, send me your, your contact. We'll get the flight figured out. Awesome. And I texted him afterwards and I said, can you tell me who this is? I, you know, who, who are we working with? And he said, Kenny Chesney. And I was like, (laughs) Kenny Chesney. And I called my mom again. (laughs) I was like, yeah, I just got this job. I, you know, it sounds like fun. And, and I said, Kenny Cheesney. And she was like, yeah, I, I don't know. And, um, yeah, it was, <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> it was like, it's country. Um, and then, uh, I get there and I, it was just, I think I kind of realized, uh, that the civil war story was too unique, that that was never going to happen again. And mm-hmm. to have an artist trust you and want you to hang around more than just a yeah. shoot or two. Um, yeah. And yeah, it, it, so I, I went on set and again, just kind of really in the background. And I, I kind of gravitate towards the fact where the artist, the subject is almost distracted. So it kind of makes for me to, to work around that awkwardness and to create something mm. and yeah, just kind of in between takes, he would kind of pose for me. I would just notice a slight, like <gasps> he was fully aware of the camera. Yeah. And, oh. seems like he would be <laughs> dope. <Yeah. laughs> so I was like, this is really interesting. So then um, I just remember it was day three we were wrapping <laughs> and, and I just, uh, I remember he, you know, he came up and he was like, you, you think you got good stuff? And I was like, yeah, you know, I, he said, what's that, what's that film camera that you're shooting? And I had a Contax and my Roloflex with me. And I was just kind of always swapping through. And um, mm. and he was so intrigued by it. And um, so we kind of just 
nerded out on cameras and he was like, well, can't wait to see it. And it was just kind of this brief interaction. Nothing came of that. I did the shoot and I sent the photos in and that again, it was just behind the scenes and um, it was for his new album cycle and submitted the photos and the label came back and the guy who commissioned me said, okay, so he actually wants your photo that you shot for the cover. Are you, what do you, (laughs) (laughs) and it was a, it was a fucking contacts photo. And I was like, yes. I, I need to rescan that. Like, <laughs> and yeah, yeah, hold on a second. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was just kind of this thing where it happened, and I thought, wow, that was that was a great experience. And then um, I got a call from him, and he said, so are you are you busy next weekend and he had a show yo and he called wait wait kenny chesney called you yeah it was it was an unknown <laughs> number i thought it was spam <laughs> oh, i thought it was goodness. spam at first and yeah it was just it, it was just like this low voice hey is this alistair and i i, I just I, I i every time i feel like he calls or says something to me that I'm just in trouble. So I kind of, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. I was on edge. <laughs> um, it's like, I'm sorry. Um, but he, uh, he was just like, are you busy? And so I, I shot a show and then it turned into going to the islands to shoot some promo for him, some more promo for him. And then it turned into, um, the photos that I had shot for that ended up being the scrims for, the tour and then it was just and it still is one of those things that I again I'll call my mom and be like maybe I won't hear from him again I I don't know like what tour is going to be like and then it's always kind of four days before hey are you busy do you want to you know can you come to a (laughs) show and um so that that really is what started the thought process of do I go back to Nashville or go to LA and um, kind of wean off of country for a bit and, um, and try directing more. And um, yeah, so I, I kind of had decided then to live in LA and that was for about five years. And then uh, kind of the pandemic happened and it was just kind of yeah. the yep. question mark, um, just yeah. like you guys said. And it was just kind of the reality check of what's the city like when you know art isn't truly being created and and life sets in truly and mm-hmm. um, so yeah so i've been back in nashville during this time and have found a whole entire new appreciation for it and its music and yeah it just it kind of opened up a new chapter i think coming back but but it feels good that's great how have you been navigating like are are you guys are you doing shoots but like obviously with covid precautions and restrictions and rules or i know nashville uh, maybe you could speak to this too timothy wasn't too closed up or they or i mean not where i was they yeah. weren't they weren't really i mean it was like during the big close down like it was closed yeah. down you know what i mean but things yeah. definitely opened up like by the time i left in october things were they were already like not wearing masks saying that you know masks aren't mandatory and stuff like that so Wow. That was in Franklin. I'm not exactly sure about, you know, Nashville, Nashville, but Yeah, I mean, it's it it's weird. I remember just the walks and stuff that going downtown. It's just 
Broadway, you wouldn't, you would never know that a pandemic was happening. It's just kind of, Mm -hmm. it's it's scary. Um, But yeah, I mean, it was just, I think no one knew what to do. So any art that was being created or music that was happening kind of went to a halt. And I want to say, as far as like photo shoots went, it was definitely precautionary and having, you know, a nurse on site and um, testing. But I, it's scary. It was, I mean, it still is scary, the unknowns, but I think especially during the beginning of it all was, it was just, can you touch the camera and pass it? Right, 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 right. And, and, um, no, it, it feels, it's weird how people acclimate to things. I mean, I know that it's, it's said throughout history of just looking back on pandemics of sorts or just where the, the earth shakes, you know, and, um, yeah, it's interesting how people acclimate to, to something that, like walking into a Target a year ago or two years ago, having now seen that everyone's masked up, and yeah, like would you have believed that? It's it's wild. Oh no, yeah, it's weird. It's weird. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, it's it's wild. It's wild. So where where do you see yourself now? Do you see yourself sticking with more stills, or do you want to shoot more music videos, directing? Where do you where where's your what's your path like? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I honestly, I I guess with the the hopes that when everything's starting to open back up again and tours start to happen again, yeah. I, I mean, I, I I every time there's a post of someone saying they miss that feeling of being on stage or being on tour and and all of those hands being on set. Um, yeah. Man, I can't I can't wait for that feeling again. Um, but no, I, I I think just continuing to take photos, shoot film, um, yeah. understand the art of it more. Um, I think it's uh, I mean, just like Tim, what you were saying, as far as understanding the process, it's I think at least for me is as I've gotten um, older, is that you grow a new appreciation for the art and and how difficult it can be with film and yeah and getting those challenges again so yeah i've been going back into the dark room and trying that and being humbled by that yeah. <laughs> um, but directing yeah i would love to <laughs> to continue to direct as well i i've been working on wanting i mean hopefully one day to do a, a full-length feature but um just kind of writing a script that um, is kind of near and dear to me. But yeah, I kind of look at the careers that others before have kind of paved the way and observing, you know, Leibowitz and Autumn to Wild even, um, and how it all kind of transitions so smoothly. And I just remember even starting of being like, oh, I'm not ready yet, but also why can't it come soon enough to um, res- yeah. Yeah. respecting the process more than anything and yeah just fucking enjoying the process too because yeah. the the friendships and the people kind of that you meet along the way it's it's really mind-boggling to think of how that story unfolds too and to to not take it for granted either we'll be right back with listener question for alistair right after this message from our sponsor 
real quick, just wanted to hop in here and let you know about our Patreon-only Develop and Hang Nights. It's a Patreon-only exclusive. We've done a bunch already. They're a ton of fun. We just hang out. We develop some film. We talk shop. We laugh. It's just a good time. If that sounds like something you're interested in, head over to patreon.com slash analog talk. It is the best way to help support the show. Thanks, guys. Support for Analog Talk comes from Polaroid. Use the promo code ANALOGTALK10 on your first purchase on film at Polaroid.com. All right, guys, this is the part of the show where we take a question from one of our listeners. And this week's question comes from Kelsey Smith Photography. And they ask, where does her inspiration from her portraits come from? That's a tough one. I like Mm. it. (laughs) Curveball. That is a tough one. I want to say, I remember uh, there's on YouTube, uh, Diane Arbus, her daughter, um, had done a segment in the 70s. And I don't know if you guys have seen it, but it's so fucking cool and inspiring. And she had gotten this audio tape from one of her students because Diane actually after taking photos for so long she ended up being a teacher a professor at a college and there Mm. was a foreign exchange student that was there and he would audio record it and then take it back to translate so she was so fortunate enough to have all of these recordings of her mom and um yeah, it's it's on YouTube. It's just it almost brings you to tears because you just you feel her passion in it. But I just remember when I first listened to that of her talking about portraiture and the portraits that she sought out, especially um, that she kind of avoided anyone who was known or had any kind of correlation of a name. She wanted to find and meet people who already felt uncomfortable or had a tragedy that they were already living with. And um, wow, it's the way that she would describe setting up a date and feeling as though she had this magic attached to her that could kind of translate what it was like to be in that moment. And she was so secretive about those sessions too, because it was such an intimate thing. And listening to that, I, it just it rang so true of portraiture is, is about the person and it's, mm-hmm. it's awkwardness of it. And, and I think as a photographer, you, you do have this edge attached to you that I think is intimidating to be on the other side, but how do you create that connection or um, get their vulnerabilities for even just that second and um, what does that take? And, yeah. and it, yeah, I mean, I, and I think that was something that I, I look back on since the civil wars of just being able to get to know someone and kind of be in a room with someone and circle them from the edges of the room and take a step in and down to the point that you could get to their eye and they won't be bothered with you being there. And, I just love that idea of having that veil be taken down of vulnerability. So I, I don't know if that answers the inspiration necessarily, but I think a portrait is meant to hurt. It's very personal. And is that, is that a good answer? I don't. Yeah. Yeah. yeah oh, dude. I, yeah. Yeah. 
I'm like immediately going to go to YouTube after this. <laughs> <laughs> great answer and great question. Thank you, Kelsey, for sending that one in. Yeah, thank you. We have some other questions for you. Mm-hmm. We have the dreaded, <laughs> if you were stranded on a desert island and you can only take <laughs> one camera with you, <laughs> what would Ooh. it be and why? That's a tough one, man. It's so tough. Ugh. <laughs> What's your guys' answers? Oh, don't. No. Yeah, yeah, Come yeah, on. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come on. Man, I would I would take my my RB67, my Mamiya RB67. It's just my it's the camera that I probably shot. Like I, I you know the 10,000 hours thing. Like that's that's the camera I graduated my 10,000 hours with. So I can shoot that thing without even thinking about what needs to be done. You know, it's just like boom 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 done. What about you, Chris? Uh, <laughs> I like looking at my shelf. I mean, if we're on a desert island, I feel like the Yashica T4, you know, it's like vacation. You just don't have to think about anything. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, my Leica M4. Um, and yeah. I don't know. It's, t- it's, it's hard to Take question. them all. Yeah, I'm just going to take them all. That's all I'm going to pack. <laughs> also, to top that, what film would you pick, too? I mean, I, I would just take Tri-X. Yeah, that's easy for you. Okay. An endless amount of Tri-X. <laughs> <laughs> I would say... Portra 400. Yeah, t- leave me alone. <laughs> Portra 400. Kodak, Kodak Gold. Uh, Lumography F2 400. Yeah. Those yeah. are like my jams. Yeah, don't shit talk Portra 400, man. I, I'm all no, about that. No, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everybody likes to talk smack, but they all know why. <laughs> no, those are great. All right, Alistair. It's your turn. <sighs> I tried to post it. Um, <laughs> um, no, I I have to say, Portra Four Hundred is. I as people sometimes look at me cross-eyed uh, when thinking about that for shooting a show, but um, but uh, I have to say, my Roloflex Two Point Eight. It's just I, yeah, you kind of have to settle in, and it's. It's, yeah, I don't know, it, but that's hard because it's all about getting moments versus kind of being still for the yeah. moment, which is so different. Yeah, but. that's like the dream TLR though. Like if that's the one, you know, that's that's the one that the Roly two point eight. <laughs> Just live in the shade, <laughs> have some. Yeah. Water. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, do you when you shoot that? Are you shooting with the waist level, or do you have like an eye level viewer for shooting that? I actually I'm I've been bookmarking on eBay for the 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 other piece um for the eye level uh I've always yeah. looked down and I I think again it's maybe it's just the fact of the eye contact thing too mm-hmm. that it just mm-hmm. makes it mm-hmm. a little bit more separated and then of course after watching Vivian Meyer and her story too it's, yeah I was just I was just Ugh. gonna. I was like, I won't bring her up again because I talk right. about her all the time. But like, for, for for street photography, it really kind of seems like an advantage because you can be like looking at their looking at their looking at them, but then also be like, boop, got you. Right, right, and and yeah. also I you think know? it's it feels like a hidden secret. Yeah, right. It, yeah. So cool. Good answer. Man, good answer. Yeah. Second question, second part of this question, rather, um, is there any cameras that you are currently lusting after? Any white whales that you want to get your hands on? Oh, uh, okay. So I 
and I, I know this from your podcast too, that I <laughs> googly eyed over Jeff Bridges and yeah. his wide lux camera. And I just, I remember right. oh you guys had that podcast about it that I listened to recently and, um, oh, fucking incredible. Um, yeah. so I, I just, I just shot my second roll of film. I haven't developed it yet. We'll see. But yeah, I, I was just so enamored with the fact of getting, I guess, behind the scenes is mm-hmm. to get that. Yeah. Um, and he's, he just... He captures it so beautifully, but, um, but no, I, I'm such a, I feel as though I can be a gearhead and then also not be at the same time and, um, seeing images that of photographers that I really admire and kind of then learn about the camera. But, um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't don't know. Yeah. I, I, I don't know about a camera again. I, I will say I keep lusting over um, this Polaroid film. I want to say is in the UK, but I'm not sure. But they're trying to bring the peel, peel aways back. Oh, and yeah. I, I'm really curious about that. And one, I think seeing, it's one instant. Yeah. Is that what they're called? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, have you guys played with it at all? Not yet. I have a box I, of it I, just so waiting. I. We're, I, we're, I need I, to... I don't want to. I want to like the perfect thing before I do it because you only get one. <laughs> there's a there's a there's a couple in there, but yeah, I should I should I should I should just use it. Yeah, I mean, it, again, it's if it's if it's just sitting in your fridge, it's just Joy. deteriorating. Right. It's yeah, just exactly. falling apart. So you need to you need to get out there and use it. Right. Which what cameras do you guys have for that? Is it the land camera? Yeah, it's like the. I have a few of them. I have to figure out which one because I had some battery issues with with uh, them or the battery compartment because they, you know, when you they the battery stays in there, it corrodes mm-hmm. and it like messes mm-hmm. everything up. So I have to like go through and figure out which. Chris, one. you should get you should get the they have AAA conversion kits that mm. you can get for them. That's, That's right. what I use for mine. Yeah, but I would probably shoot mine with the with the RB. I have uh, a Polaroid back. A peel apart back for my RB67. So I, I'm just obsessed with the glass on the Mamiya yeah, bodies. Yeah, like yeah. they're just, I would, yeah. I mean, yes, you do lose a little bit of the the space. You know, you, you don't use the full spread, but it, it's still with the quality you get with using, you know, Mamiya, I would, that's probably what I'll use it with. It's so dreamy. It blows my mind that those were just throwaways back then that they would just oh i know know. i know it's (laughs) i i I just had to go get um a dress tailored and it's like in the valley here but they had like these photos of like marlon brando in wardrobe and next to like it was like this big like chalkboard cutout that was like streetcar named desire and he's standing in the outfit because that's how they had to capture wardrobe with like i'm sure like an eight by ten or four by five camera and I was like, those photos are insane to think like it went from that to to then Polaroids and then now cell phones. That's how wardrobe people like capture continuity photos. It's crazy. Yep. Lost my mind. I still I watching the Hills back when the Hills was on <laughs> and they were working at the fashion thing and they had the Polaroid yes! camera and they were taking all the Polaroids. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm a fan of the Hills. What? I love it. <laughs> It's just again bringing love that back drama. all the feels. I love it. <laughs> that with the MySpace. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, for real. 
I had to go out and buy that Polaroid 600 camera too. Like when it, I, I'm just, yeah. <laughs> so funny. I love it. Do you still have it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, I'm trying to, I'm trying to find out. I think it's actually in one of my cabinets over here. I'm, I'm hoping that like some, some like history of Hollywood like has all those photos somewhere. Like oh, I hope I they didn't yeah. just get like, okay, the outfit matches in the garbage, you know? Right. I hope somebody had the wherewithal to like save those. I remember even when uh, it was an auction for the red slippers for the Wizard of Oz and they had that photo, just like you were describing mm-hmm. with, with the test and yeah. they were kind of selling that with it. And just what? It's just, oh, it's wow. so magic. It's magic. Yeah. Well, Alistair, this has been phenomenal. Thank you for taking the time to chat with us today. We have, we're, I mean, I'm full of inspiration chatting with you. This has Dude, been amazing. 100%. Yeah. Um, where can everybody check out you and your work? You have Instagram, website. Yes. Um, my website is alistairann.com and Instagram is alistair underscore ann.com. Dot com. <laughs> Dot. <laughs> <laughs> Timothy, where are you? Guys, you can find me on Instagram. It's at Timothy Makeups. Uh, There's some older YouTube videos on YouTube that I made about film photography. Easiest way to find those is just go to the search bar, type in Timothy Makeups. You'll find a bunch of my stuff there. Chris, where are you? So I am Chris B. Photo on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Uh, We are Analog Talk Pod on Twitter, Analog Talk Podcast on Instagram, and we have a Facebook group you can join and share stuff and all that. All that. Yeah. Alistair, thank you, thank you, thank you. This thank was you. so fun. I'm sorry for all the awesome. rambles, but I appreciate no, you. We yeah, it. We love it. We love it. <laughs> we love it. <laughs> all right, guys. We'll see you in the next one. Bye. Bye. All right. First off, we want to thank Alistair for coming on the show. I mean, what an amazing story. I'm super inspired after this. I know Chris is. Just such a good, good convo. Alistair, again, thanks for taking the time to hop on here and talk about all that you got going on. Amazing. Guys, that's going to take us to Patreon. Head over to patreon.com slash analog talk. For even a buck, you can get the show two days early. We're also doing Patreon-exclusive content, our developing hang nights. We're going to be doing some studio tours and all kinds of stuff. Chris and I will be doing solo shows, just a bunch of fun stuff. And like I said before... Patreon is the best way to help support the show. For all the Patreons already out there that help support the show, guys, we do not know what we would do without you. You are the best. The best. We love you. Head over to patreon.com slash analog talk. That's going to be it for this week's episode, guys. We had such a blast. Thank you, Alistair, again for hanging out with us. And until next week, we'll see you soon. Keep shooting, guys. Later. Later.